Engine Inspection presents Going Ultra! This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Going Ultra. Visit mjmunoz.com slash gu for notes and links. And don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help me grow. This is Going Ultra episode 29... The name of this analysis is, I'm trying to find it, Prepare Your Heart. I'm analyzing SSS.Denazanon episode 11, What Wish Can't Come True, which originally aired June 11, 2021. The wiki I'm looking at only cites the uh, writer as Keiji Hasegawa, and once again, the director is not included in these credits. I don't know what that means, but that's okay. Moving straight into the static, they almost made the show have no final villain. That would have been novel and exciting, but they pulled back from it. Again, there is no mention of the innocent people being killed by the rampaging kaiju, and that feels odd as it was a big deal at the start of the show. I'd be fine with a single exclamation from anybody. How intrusive is it to have someone gasp and shout, Those people! or something like that. Moving on to the sizzle, Sizumu's kaiju looks cool. <laughs> I, I gotta admit, it looks really... And I love that it, his braid kind of goes up and it transforms into the kaiju sort of as it, it's growing larger. And I think I think he totally disappears and is like merged with the kaiju maybe. So it, it's kind of cool. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed seeing more of these characters as they figure out their lives outside of the roles as uh, Denazanon pilots. Pretty exciting stuff. It actually was exciting to me. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, moving on to the soul of the uh, of the episode... Chise just got Goldburn. She's losing Kayomi, her little kaiju, and the rest of the Denazanon crew. We also see her headed back to school. The fact that she hasn't been going tells me she uh, wanted to avoid it and had a substantive reason for her aunt to permit her to loaf around with Kayomi. I don't know what that was. Was she being teased? Was she being bullied? Uh, did something happen to her? I don't know, but it doesn't really matter. The point is it's something she didn't want to do. And now she's back in her school uniform and, and going back there. Uh, we saw her tame Goldburn and... Sorry, the name. It's a great name. It's just, it just doesn't roll off the tongue 100% um, if I'm not in the right state of mind. Goldburn! Anyway, we saw her tame Goldburn and remark that she almost became a kaiju eugenicist as they passed her school you know, when she first activated him or, or you know, tamed him. Uh, she seems to be a sensitive soul and Knight sees that her having to part with Goldburn will be hard for her. I doubt he knows the larger context, but we do. Knight advised Chisei to prepare her heart for when he and the second leave, because they will be taking Goldburn. Supposedly, all the kaiju seeds are gone, and this world is safe from kaiju, but for the one in uh, Sizumu. Uh, Sizumu attacks Galmo with a beam from his heart. When Knight attacks him, his heart glows with a white light and projects a barrier that wards off the attack. Shizumu thanks Yumogi and Yume for showing him so many emotions. His heart is bent on evil and destruction, but it has become more powerful as it has become more complete. His kaiju is well fed and a more effective vehicle of destruction due to the richness of his heart. Chise will have to struggle to become like him or bear the pain on her own and refuse to make others suffer because she is hurting. That's a choice we all have to face in our own way. Moving on to the speculation, was Kano the princess? Or is she just some sort of um, parallel to uh, Yume and Galma 
or like Yumi and Gama and Kano and the princess. Uh, is that what's going on? I'm a little confused about that, but maybe she's a reincarnated version of the of the princess, and she really is dead, and they're never going to meet. Um, to think back of the context of the show now and see that Gamal wanted to meet somebody who uh, he had died, and then um, she'd committed suicide afterward. Uh, it's kind of kind of creates an interesting foil and, and, and mirror for Yume and and Kano because Kano dies and then Yume kind of stops living um, but has to persist and carry on just like Galma's resurrected and has to persist carry on um, so it's kind of interesting uh, I have a question is Chisei being treated like a fifth wheel I'll come back to that after I give you my rating and my reason for the rating of this episode I'm giving this one another four to five um, maybe it could have been better. Maybe there were some things I didn't like or whatever, but, uh, I mean, four out of five, that's really good. So anyway, um, and yeah, the, the striving for perfection is hard. I, I might give stuff 4.5 or like a, you know, 4.9 if it's really great. Um, uh, but I, I don't see doing five out of five unless something's just phenomenal. Although who knows, maybe the, I think the next episode is the finale episode 12. Um, that might, that might get me. So anyway, uh, here we go. Um, so Knight's telling Chisei, uh, prepare, or I guess that would be Knight. If I put a possessive on there, him telling her, probably, anyway, I'll correct that later. But night telling Chisi, prepare your heart, struck a chord with me because all we really have power over is what we do in response to the world around us. The condition of our hearts determines what our first impulse will be. Our experiences and how we process them alters the condition of our hearts. We have seen so much growth and change in the Denazanon crew over the course of the series that, uh, that despite the little action, um... I was enthralled watching them figure out how to live now that the kaiju battles were over. It only works because I care about these characters thanks to what we've been through together. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess the uh, another way to put it is I should have been bored with this episode, but because I know these characters and care about them, uh, I wasn't. I was really interested. Like, when as soon as I saw the things flash on the screen and, you know, heard clacking of a keyboard and realized that Koyomi was like, trying to get his life together and stop being a neat and uh you know apply for a job and the, you know, he went to a little photo booth and he was like uh it was like a zoom call he was in his you know pajama pants with uh like a blazer on <laughs> and a, <laughs> a button down shirt a collared shirt um like seeing that was cool um and it I don't know it made me feel proud of him and, and happy for him that he's uh growing up and pushing himself towards something and uh, like last episode when he said, this is when I ran away. Um, I think that him running away from, um, whatever her face is, um, Tachibana's wife. <laughs> um, when he ran away from her, then that started a pattern of him running away from everything forever for the rest of his life to the point where, you know, he's living at home and his mom or his parents are supporting him and letting him be. And he's just running away from the responsibility. And maybe even they stuck Chisei with him because it's like, hey, something happened to your cousin. Um, you know, she fell down the stairs and broke her arm. She, you know, because she got pushed at school or like, who, who knows what happened? Maybe she went off and like, you know, attacked somebody and got expelled or who knows? It, it could have been a number of things. Um, but like, you know, look after your cousin for us because, uh, you know. We've got to take care of her and, you know, my irresponsible sister and her damn kid and whatever. And so they, like, kind of ponder off on him um, just to kind of make him responsible. And, uh, like, that's just speculation, of course. 
um, but that very well could be the case. Um, if it is the case, uh, it makes it even a little more rich that as he's embracing uh, adulthood and moving out of, uh, and is like trying to establish uh, some form of independence for himself, um, he's kind of letting go of that. He's not narrowly focused on Chisei anymore and their relationship is transforming, but being that she's a child, she doesn't see that he's probably planning on you know, maintaining his guardianship over her and being there for her as much as he can, but that he's got to live his life. And maybe it's better for him to set an example for her of how to live a life as opposed to uh, just hang out and play video games and sleep and stuff. Um, you know, that's probably not <laughs> the optimal thing for her to have modeled for her. Um, and uh, anyway, not that I want everybody to fall in line and be, you know, corporate or whatever, but, you know, the life he's living isn't, isn't, you know, the most optimal thing. But anyway, I'm enjoying thinking about these characters and speculating about them, uh, because of how well, uh, their story has been told over the course of the series. And, uh, that's really impressive. And again, there was like no action in this episode, nothing to excite me really, except for, you know, a boy asking a girl out after they visit her sister's grave and, um, a young man, uh, deciding to become an adult and, you know, on the background, you have, you know, uh, Galma dying slowly or becoming human, right? I'm confused about what all that uh, is, but, um, you know, I'm sure we'll find out more in the next episode, but, you know, everything else going on, this boring stuff supposedly uh, is cool because I'm interested because I'm engaged with these characters and that's just a, a, a merit uh, of the show and a reflection of how well done things have been so far. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. Uh, go to mgmwinners.com. Check out all my stuff. I've got uh, a feature design every week. It'll be at the bottom of the post in the show notes. Um, I've got that. I've got even the glow bug for you to check out. And I have all sorts of other Ultraman type reviews and tokusatsu reviews, as well as uh, analysis that I'm doing on comic books and other things. So uh, go ahead and check all that out. I'm going to remind you that you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero. And I'm going to leave you with peace and blessings. This is MJ signing out.
Also, go ahead and at the bottom of the show notes, check out the featured design of the week. Please.